0: Just go to Indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.comslash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Spurs Up Show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. Today is Wednesday, January the 8th, 2020. On today's show, I'll break down the Gamecocks' eighty-one to sixty-eight loss to Florida Gators on Tuesday night, including Mike Kotar's big night, the athleticism of the Florida Gators. Where in the world is Trey Hannibal? My thoughts on Frank Martin's in-game antics and much, much more. Also, some news and notes to get to, including Dak Joyner announcing his return to South Carolina football, DaQuan Bobo Stewart announcing his decommitment, and have a lot more to talk about as well. Before we get into everything, this is a podcast streamed to you by our friends over at Ag South Farm Credit, guys. Most lenders don't understand land financing. AgSouth Farm Credit specializes in land financing and has been doing it for over 100 years. They make loans for small and large acreage, hunting property, timberland, farm and pasture land, even home mortgages and construction. They have a ton of great benefits, including long-term fixed rate financing for 20 years, down payments as low as 15%. They have competitive rates and they pay an average of 25% of the interest back every year as what they call patronage. So there are cooperatives. They share in their profits with their member borrowers. So guys, for example, on a $300,000 loan at six and a half percent for 20 years, you would get back $2,770 each year. They also have an experienced lending staff that knows land and knows how to finance. So guys, if you're in the market, if you're trying to build a house, buy a house, trying to get land, whatever it may be, Ag AgSouth Farm Credit, is that lender for you. They're going to make the process super simple, super easy. Their team over there, like they said, they have a ton of experience doing it so they know exactly what you're looking for and, again, know how to make everything go smooth for you because we know when you're buying a house, when you're buying land, when you're making any big-time life decision, it can be very stressful, very strenuous. There's a lot of things going on. You have a lot of questions. The people at Ag South Farm Credit are going to take care of you. A lot of people have the question, you know, the name has farm in it, right? Is it just for farmers? Because it's Ag South Farm Credit, right? That's a big misconception they get. It's just for farmers. So their mission is actually to support rural America, and that can include just about anything that involves the purchase of land. So a lot of their customers are those that just want a piece of property outside of the town they can live on. So no, you do not have to be a farmer. Anyone who wants to live in rural America, rural South Carolina, whatever it may be, if you want some land, you want to build your own house, you want to get a mortgage, whatever it is. You can use AgSouth Farm Credit. You absolutely do not have to be a farmer. If you have any more questions for them, though, and what AgSouth Farm Credit can do, give them a call, 844-AG-South, or go to their website, agsouthfc.com slash T-S-U-S. That's A-G-S-O-U-T-H-F-C dot com slash T-S-U-S. AgSouth's unique housing lender, NMLS six one nine seven eight eight. So again, their website, agsouthfc.com slash T-S-U-S, or give them a call, 844-AG-South. Until I'm Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. All right, let's get into it. All right, I'm Chris Phillips. Joe's the Spurs Up Show, as always. Appreciate you guys tuning in. I got a packed show. Breaking down the Gamecocks, 81-68 to loss to the Florida Gators. Probably the best thing about Tuesday night all night, to be honest with you, was the beer sales. I will tell you this just off the jump. Beer sales at Colonial Life Arena and at South Carolina Gamecocks sporting events. Long, long overdue. A huge, major success. I love the person on social media that told me, what about all the riots and the fights and the blah, 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 blah. Obviously, in sarcasm, everything went very, very smoothly, had a very good time. It was a very enjoyable fan experience for the South Carolina-Florida game. But obviously, the result on the court is what we're going to talk about. And unfortunately, South Carolina and I were pulled out 81-68 to at the final, which is funny. My final prediction, I think, was 78-69, to so actually very, very close to what I had predicted. But Gators cover the four-and-a-half-point spread. They win the basketball game. 81-68, to 68. Gators go to 2-0 in the SEC. South Carolina drops to 0-1 in conference play and falls to 8-5 in overall. Let's talk about it. So my, my takeaways from this game, guys, and I want to start with the positives. Mike Coates are. What a game from Mike Coates are. We talked about Mike Coates are a guy that needed to have a big game for South Carolina, somebody that had to have a big game for South Carolina if they have a chance. All he does is put up a double-double, 18 points, 10 boards, a guy that, you know, has been so – in a season of inconsistency for South Carolina, I feel like Mike Cozar has been so consistent for the Gamecocks in a couple of things. He may not put up the most amount of points. He may not get the most rebounds. But he's a guy that always plays with effort, always plays – Balls to the wall is always a guy giving 110% effort, going after every loose ball, getting every rebound, trying to win every 50-50 ball. And I thought you saw that on Tuesday night against Florida with Mike Coats. And the stats finally showed it, I thought, with Mike's game. Again, 18 points, 10 boards, a guy that really carried this South Carolina team, led South Carolina in points, led South Carolina in rebounds. I did not expect that. With the the, the power that Florida had down low, uh, with Blackshear, with Johnson, with those guys, with the athleticism Florida had, I thought Mike Coatsar honestly had his hands full. I thought it was going to be a really, really tough night for Mike Coatsar. Again, all he does is put up a double-double. Tip of the cap. Tip of the freaking cap to Mike Coatsar, what he did with the South Carolina Gamecocks basketball team, and what he's done for them all season. Because, again, I don't know where South Carolina would have been, been last night had it not been for Mike Cotar and his performance. Um, I thought really what you saw in this game, and again, this game went about exactly how I expected I thought the Gamecocks put a really, really good fight in the first half. Obviously, way too many turnovers. You know, I thought it was a very back-and-forth game, a good SEC game against two teams that, again, for a while it felt very evenly matched, but Florida's, athleticism, their skill, you know, that we're talking about a team that was pre-ranked sixth in the country to start the season. I thought they really shined. I simply just thought Florida was the better basketball team. You know, you take a look again on the floor, you know, Nimhart or nimhard I I think I'm probably pronouncing his name incorrectly, but he leads their team with over 20 points. He had a phenomenal game, a guy that leads their team in minutes. When Blackshear only has 11 points and you lose by 13, that to me, goes more to show the depth of a team like Florida and the amount of guys they have that can make, again, just taking a look at the Florida Gators roster. I mean, Blackshear only having 11 points. Neymar having over 20 points. Florida showed their athleticism. They have talent over the court. I thought it was very apparent, again, as the game wore on, that Florida was simply too much for the South Carolina basketball team, top to bottom. I mean, again, I think the Gamecocks are very capable, have a lot of good players. But overall, Florida, much deeper team, much more athletic team. I thought they really took it to South Carolina, especially in the second half. Never lost the lead in the Gamecocks. Made a couple of threats. Really tried to make this thing a close game in the second half. Unfortunately, could not do so. Um, Again, very back and forth in the first half. But overall, again, the game sort of went how I felt it would in the sense that Florida just wore down South Carolina. You know, just wore down the Gamecocks. I mean, flat out especially when you don't have your big guys show up like an A.J. Lawson, like a Jair Bolden. You know, you're going to get worn down. Mike Coats are doing all he could do. So, again, on a night where Blackshear only has 11 points and they still win by 13, should go – I think it reflects less on that, hey, saying South Carolina's a bad basketball team, top to bottom, and more so to me says how good of a team Florida is, how much depth they have how much athleticism they have. I mean, Nimhard might be one of the, and again, I'm probably pronouncing his name wrong, but he's, that's one of, that's the best ball handler I've seen by far this season that the Gamecocks have played. And one of the best in college basketball. I mean, a guy that can really handle it, can really facilitate the basketball. There's a reason he leads their team in minutes. No questions asked. Um, You know, A lot of guys that can shoot. A lot of guys with athleticism. It was apparent all over the floor for Florida. So give a tip of the cap to them again. You know, we can be critical of South Carolina and what they did. There's plenty of room to be critical, and I'm about to get into that, to be honest with you. But let's give credit to Florida. They are a good basketball team. There's no doubt about that. They have talent. And, unfortunately, South Carolina simply was not able to answer. Um, Now, some of the bigger things that I saw. I mean, listen, you know – I want to talk about one guy specifically, and I really don't understand it. Maybe somebody else can help me understand it. And it wasn't really something that sunk in until after the game, because, you know, this kid is a true freshman, right? And you don't expect true freshmen to play a lot when you have guys like an AJ loss on like a Jerry Bolden, like a TJ Moss, um, other guys, you know, Jermaine Kuznar, whoever may be at the guard position that can come in and contribute that are not true freshmen. But for Trey Hannibal, to have played two minutes all night long. And by the way, let me add, he had four points in those two minutes. For him to only play two minutes in this basketball game is completely irresponsible. Again, we can all acknowledge that Trey Hannibal is a true freshman. He's going to make mistakes. He's not going to be perfect. There are going to be growing pains. But he is your most electric player on the floor. No questions asked. He's the most electric player on your roster. No questions asked. Again, he gets in the game. All he does makes an incredible, incredible steal. Straight up Moss is the guy. Makes an incredible steal. Goes down the floor. Puts on three, four juke moves. Lays it up. Get you a big score. Gets the crowd back into it. Get your team back into it. Um, <clears throat> you know, Frank asked after the game why Trey Hannibal did not play more. His response, let's talk about the guys that did play. I don't know what that response means. I don't get that. I don't understand it. I don't understand it. A, a guy in Trey, again, I think Trey was starting to see a lot more minutes in non-conference and starting to really come around and, you know, get opportunities, but especially on a night like last night where your guards aren't playing that well. A.J. Lawson is in some sort of funk that I just don't understand. I don't get what's going on with A.J. Lawson. Wasn't his worst points performance night, but too often he just looks completely lost. Jair Bolden mentally looks completely lost. T.J. Moss, I don't think he's a very good player. I'm just going to put it out. I mean, I – in relation to his competition, he's not playing very well. Put it that way. To put it nicely, why is Trey Hannibal not getting more looks? It's it's just it's hard to reason. You know, a lot of South Carolina fans, a lot of you asked me that in the post game because I did my post game video, and again, it really didn't set in for me until a little bit after. I'm like, wow, Trey Hannibal really only did play two minutes in the game. I, I don't know how to how, how to reason it. I really don't. I really don't know how to reason the shit. I, I just I don't get it. So he's got to see the floor more. No question. This guy's got to see the floor more. He's got to see the floor more. In my opinion, he's too big of an impact player. He makes too big impact plays when he's in the game. He he's got to see the floor more. Again, I talked about AJ Lawson. Well, I don't know what's going on with him. I, I know a lot of people. I, a lot of people ask me about him. I, I don't know. I don't know what the deal with AJ Lawson is. A completely different player now than he was last year. Not even nearly the same guy. Um, you know, this is going to kind of lead to my next argument, but I, I don't know how much he really likes playing for Frank Martin. To be honest with you, I see a lot of curious body language. And he's pulled a lot. I mean, he has he pulled a lot. And this is just my observation. But he's pulled a lot. How much does he really like playing in this system, playing for Frank Martin? Is it starting to wear on him? Like, I don't know. He's a different guy than he was last year, though. I can tell you that. He's not the same AJ Lawson we saw a year ago. Let's just get right into it. The, the, the big storyline that came after the game that Frank Martin tried to address that I want to talk about is Frank Martin shoving a player. It was caught on video. We have it. We reposted it on the Spurs Up show and all social media outlets at this point. <clears throat> if you're hearing this, you're hearing this right now. You've already seen the video. Frank Martin shoving his player in the middle of the huddle. Um, whatever he was doing. I just want to say Frank Martin is like my drunk uncle. I don't know if he's going to hug me, hit me, beat me up. I don't know what he's going to do. He's unpredictable. He's a wild card. I don't know. I've said before, I I like Frank Martin as a basketball coach. I think he's a solid coach. I I think he's a good coach overall. Like, I, I really do. I don't think he's bad for this job. I'm not saying fire Frank Martin. But Frank Martin's a dick. He's a dick. Let's just call a spade a spade. He is a dick. He's an asshole. He is. And the comments made in post game didn't make it any better. Talking about you know trying to we're in the middle of a timeout I'm trying to get him the scores table to check in and dude you're shoving I mean I mean it, the video tells all in my opinion. I mean listen, I'm not trying to get the guy suspended. I'm not even trying to get him fined. I'm just calling the video for what I see it. Like it's just a bad look. That abrasive coaching style can work when you're winning games, and you can get away with doing shit like that when you are winning games. But not when you're not winning. Not when you haven't made the postseason in two years. On the probably on the way to your third, you can't do that, man. Like I just, it's not a good look. The dude's a maniac. He's a, he's a certified lunatic out there. You know, and just you know, it, it's not a good look. It's just not. It's not a good look. He's an asshole. His his reaction to it in post game when asked about it, again saying, "Oh, maybe I should give him a hug." And like, he's he, you're just an asshole. Responding to the question, he's an asshole. I know what people say. I, all his former players love him. I get it. I've had his former players on my show. I understand it. I don't dislike him as a head basketball coach. Some of the best coaches in the history of sport are the biggest douchebags you'd ever meet. Frank Martin's an asshole, man. Like, and it just, But it's not a good look when you're not winning games. So I, I don't know what will happen. I, I doubt anything really will happen. Um, I don't really even know who he was shoving, to be honest. But when you're not winning, you're going to grow weary of that type of shit. And I'm, I've am i grown – I'm starting to grow very weary of it. I really am. I, I just – I don't like seeing it, you know? I don't like seeing it. I mean, I, mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm just glad the kid acted cool about it because there's some kids that would turn around and it would be a very ugly interaction on the sidelines or in the locker room, or wherever it might be. Not every kid's going to let you shove them like that. So, whatever. I mean, it is what it is, but, you know, and I know a lot of people are probably going to come at my throat for And, again, this is not a my campaign to fire Frank Martin. It's really not. But, like, we have to address it. It's something that happened. It's a shitty look. It, it's just a bad look. He's an asshole. The guy's an asshole. Let's all admit that. You can be a good coach and be an asshole. And he – He fits both, you know? I mean, but it'll be a lot easier to accept the asshole side of of him if we start winning more games. And that's what I'm kind of saying for – and this is a conversation for later in the season, but if you miss out on the postseason again, I mean, why are we putting up with this? Why? Just why? I don't like the argument of, oh, it's soft, like – no, dude, you're shoving a dude. Like, from man to man, don't shove me. Like, don't put your hands on me. There's, It's unnecessary. Like, take off the fan glasses and look at it human to human. It's crazy that people, like, justify that type of behavior because they're a fan of the team or they're a fan of the coach and want to be on his side no matter what. Like, it's just ridiculous. It's It's absurd. It's childish. Enough. Enough. I mean, you don't see any of the great coaches doing that in our sport. In in the sport of college basketball, you don't see any of the great coaches doing that. I, I just, it looked absurd. Again, I, it just, it looked absurd. I, 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 you can get away with it when you're winning. That's what I'll say. So, and that, again, that's just, that's just the icing on the cake for what happened on Tuesday night with South Carolina getting the loss. Um, Trying times right now, obviously, you lose a Stetson, you lose a Florida You go on the road Saturday to Tennessee. And then you host Kentucky at home next Wednesday. So, South Carolina's going to need to regroup and find themselves quickly. Guys like A.J. Lawson, Jair Bolden, are going to need to regroup and find themselves quickly. I got like Mike, Co- Mike Coats are, keep doing what you're doing. But, uh, you know, with every loss, those – extremely slim tournament hopes slip farther and farther away, and the conversation more so shifts from the NCAA tournament to the NIT to are we making a coaching change at the end of the season. That's the way it goes at this point. So, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But unfortunately, again, Gamecocks fall 81-68. to To the Florida Gators. Florida again, tip of the cap, and then very, very good basketball team. Athletes all over the court. I think they'll have a phenomenal season. I think they could they could be a team that sneaks in the NCAA tournament. But uh, you know, South carolina has got a lot of work to do. So all right, a couple of news and notes to get into Decarion Joyner announcing his return on Monday night on Twitter. Uh, unfortunately was not able to get this on Tuesday's show, but want to talk about it now. I uh, went on ESPN upstate on Tuesday afternoon. Very, very surprised, to be honest with you guys. I, I'm very surprised, and what it tells me is that the carry joiner is 100% on board with playing a different position because, you know, I fully expected that in fall of 2020, the carry joiner is either going to be on South Carolina's roster, not as a quarterback, or he is going to be a quarterback, but on a roster that is not South Carolina's. And I still fully believe that. You know, you heard Mike Bobo and Will Muschamp talk about it when Bobo got the offensive coordinator job about – this is how he can help us. You know, he's already you know, uh, indicated he wants to be wherever he can be on the field to help us and make an impact, and that's great. But I was still a little surprised. You know, I thought Dakarion Joyner was the guy that sort of had the, the Lamar Jackson-esque chip on his shoulder, um, was a guy that you know, wanted to prove everybody wrong and play that quarterback position. I think he's a dynamic playmaker. I think he could be a dynamic playmaker and somebody for South Ghana that makes a big-time impact, but we'll have to wait and see, obviously. But, uh, obviously, the news of him returning, I know made a lot of South Ghana fans happy. I, Again, for one, was a little surprised. I really thought he was going to transfer, go out, play quarterback somewhere. I'm glad he's back, and I hope – I really, truly hope they can use him in some type of way because, again – for a guy to sacrifice like that when he could probably go somewhere else and play QB you can only hope a guy like that gets the opportunity to make a contribution and especially a guy that was as selfless as he as he was you know a year ago um and what he did for this football team you know coming and everybody remembers coming in the second half of Georgia you know he necessarily didn't have the greatest game but he helped the gamecocks win that football game there's no denying that he helped them win that football game so you know, overall a little surprised. I I mean I'm glad to see it. I like the Joyner as a kid. I think he's a good kid. I just hope that Mike Bobo and company can put him in a in a position to be successful somewhere on the offensive side of the football. Maybe hell, maybe in the t- return game. I don't know. Something like that. Um, other news to get to Daquan Bobo Stewart, three star wide receiver for the twenty twenty class, decommits. Um to be honest with you guys, not 100% sure what that's what that's about. I'm not sure if he's not a take anymore or if he felt like there were just better options or what the deal was. But, um, yeah, just take it for what it's worth. So, three-star wide receiver, Daquan Bobo Stewart decommits. Um, you know, if I had to guess, again, this is complete speculation. I would assume he's not a take anymore. Um, I will say the one thing, though, if you are shitting on a 17-year-old decommitting from a school – please go reevaluate your life because it's really not that serious. But I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see if South is going to pick someone else up. I, you know, I think there's a good chance they may still pick when someone someone else up in this cycle. And that's kind of how recruiting works. You know, guys commit and fall off and this and that. It just it, You never know. But definitely interesting, especially this late in the process with National Signing Day being just – about three and a half weeks away. Um, But – and a guy that's been committed for so long. I mean, Stewart's been committed forever. So, I'm sure there's more to it. I'm sure we may find out from, you know, more about it. But, uh, yeah, as of right now, again, Bobo Stewart decommitted from South Carolina. So, that's going to do it for me. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, Again, uh, fun show. Appreciate everyone that said what's up at Colonial Life Arena, by the way. All the fans that hollered, said what's up. Really, really do appreciate it. Had a blast Um, and really looking forward to Saturday's game at Tennessee. Um, Before we go really quickly, if you need tickets to anything, whether that be South Carolina Gamecock sporting events, concerts, comedy club events, uh, NFL, NHL, NBA, MLB, whatever it may be, you name it, SeatGeek has got your tickets. Go download the SeatGeek app or go to SeatGeek.com. Use the promo code SPURSUP. You're going to get $20 off your first purchase. Guys, like I mentioned, they've already got tickets to everything you could think of. They got a great ticket rating system, which rates the tickets for you based on the type of deal you're getting. So you're never going to have to worry about, am I overpaying for tickets or like what's the value of these? South Carolina plays Kentucky, by the way, next Wednesday, a week from today. That's a big game for obvious reasons. But John Calipari and Kentucky coming to town, if you want to go to that one, if you want to bring the family to it, SeatGeek. not only are you going to get that $20 off, they're going to show you which tickets you're getting the best bang for your buck because those will be a little more expensive than normally are just because it's Kentucky and the name brand and stuff like that. Go to SeatGeek again. Go download that app. Go to SeatGeek.com. Use the promo code SPURSUP. That's S-P-U-R-S-U-P. You're going to save $20 off your first purchase. And again, they're going to give you that peace of mind before you click the buy button. You're going to know exactly what you're getting. You're going to get that bang for your buck. It's going to be super simple, super easy. I guarantee you. So, again, SeatGeek.com or download their app. Use the promo code SPURSUP. That's S-P-U-R-S-U-P to save $20 off your first purchase. I'm Chris Filtz of the Spurs Up Show. As always, appreciate you guys tuning in, and we will talk to you tomorrow. Thanks so much.